0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Matt O'Reilly's hoping for a special weekend at Tynecastle Billy Dodd says the later Scottish Cup kickoff time isn't ideal And Hibs appoint Brian McDermott as their new director of football I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Plenty going on this weekend Andrew Where things will certainly be decided All starts tomorrow night in the Championship Where we've got the top of the table clash for the outright winners Dundee versus Queen's Park Can't wait for that one And also at the bottom of the table It will be decided For the automatic relegation place Between Cove and Hamon And then over the weekend Huge games in the relegation battle On Saturday But then the league title Can be mathematically clinched For Celtic at Tynecastle. What's to look forward to? Great three days of football Coming up you've got to say um, Exciting for teams out with Celtic and Rangers just now um, As Mark quite rightly touched upon there Tomorrow night's massive in the Championship Then we've got Saturday and Sunday Great games, plenty of goals Plenty of action and plenty of talking points Yeah well the guys touched on it there So much to talk about and we want to hear from you On 01419511025 Celtic fans could be a big weekend Ahead for you, a win at Tynecastle Of course would seal the title I'm sure you've got some thoughts about that Lots of talk yesterday about the Scottish Cup final The kickoff time, some people Not so happy about it, others not too bothered Billy Dodds has had his say today as well maybe you've got some thoughts on that Rangers fans where do you go from here at the moment still quite early with the game on Sunday but what do you want to see from your team what do you want Michael Beale to do for the rest of the season of course there's that exciting end to the championship season tomorrow night as well so whatever is on your mind anything else 0141 951 or as I say you can send us a tweet as well at Clyde SSB we talked about it there Mark so much to build up to we've got the league tables in front of us there and as exciting as the championship is going to be tomorrow night there'll be a lot of people that will have their eyes on Sunday as well when it comes to the Premiership of course uh, and it's quite unique that it's all fell on the one weekend because sometimes this can run run on obviously the championship's the last games but the league title can sometimes run on into the split it's not to be the case but in the championship I mean how interesting has that been this season and to finish off with a shootout at the top um, it is quite extraordinary and at the bottom of the table poor old Hamilton and Cove obviously not playing each other but we'll find out their fate tomorrow automatic relegation but all attention will turn to Saturday relegation battle huge game I mean for Dundee United away to St Johnson who they won there earlier in the season they'll be wanting to replicate that and then leapfrog St Johnson and you would then think well Jim Goodwin's been a great appointment he's got Dundee United out the mess that they were in Ross County v Livy that'll tell you a lot where they're going to be next season as well and Kelly going to Motherwell Motherwell safe Will Kelly spring an upset but then over to Tynecastle on Sunday I mean Celtic had a fantastic weekend last weekend they could follow it by being champions away at Tynecastle Um It'll just be interesting to see what the team lineup will be. Carter Vickers out, Alistair Johnson out. How will the players that come in react? I don't think that Ange Postacoglu will have any issues in that respect. Yeah, there was also a, a Youth Cup final last night as well. Mm. I'm sure we'll look back on which was absolutely. I think it was maybe three all at the time <laughs> that the show went off here last night. Ended up a six-five win for Celtic. That's quite something. 
Yeah, and uh, it was obviously that exciting. I was speaking to a few people today, and that's what they were talking about. The quality, the excitement, the goals, 11 goals. Absolute fantastic, and well done to Celtic. And um, obviously a big game tonight, Rangers and Celtic ladies playing as well. So plenty of talking points in the football. No, yeah. Not working... Much on defending both sides, are they? <laughs> on the training ground with the young teams. But it's attacking, entertaining though for everyone. Attacking that's, uh... football, it's called. Attacking football, that's what we want to see. That's what the fans want to see. Basketball young, match. Young lads like... going for it, creating great chances, scoring goals. I just think the excitement's brilliant. Yeah, I'd say that over a 0-0 draw. He sounds elated. He's a bit tired tonight, Andrew. You're going to have to drag a lot out of him. He's playing golf early. Nah. He's not getting any younger. Full, 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 shut up. Full of, ener- <laughs> full of energy, Andrew. Bring it on. Get the collar. He was on. almost sleeping. I thought you were going to say get the coffee out. Anyway, right. Let's go to the phones. 01419511025. Scott is a Celtic fan in Canberra Slang. Scott, what is on your mind tonight? Well, I was just a couple of points. If you, if you, anyway, before I start, hello, guys. How are you all doing? Hope you are well. You too, sir. Um, um, the, cup, the, the, the cup final last night, what a game that was. You know, um, end to end, no fear, you know, into the tackles, you know. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. I thought it was a great game. You know, I think the, the two teams went for it, you know. Um, very entertaining. My second point is obviously the cup final, the time it's on at half five, you we'll, know. We'll take that first, Scott, and I'll let you come back in to talk about the, the time of the Scottish Cup final. I, I'll be honest, I didn't expect to be starting the show with a Youth Cup final, but I don't mind at all. That's what Scott wants to talk about. It was an extremely entertaining game. It's a good stage as well for these young players to go out at Hamden in front of, I think it was only really friends and family that were there um, in the ground, but. There was, you know, a big crowd watching on TV as well. A lot of people watching at home. It is great for them to, to go out there and show what they can do. It's great for supporters as well to see the next generation that are coming through. Certainly is. I think, uh, well, certainly supporters of Celtic Rangers, you know, they love stars coming in through all over the world. And transfer windows are sometimes the highlights of people's season. But I don't think they love anything more than a young player coming through and breaking into the ranks and catching a glimpse. And we've seen that from Celtic and Rangers this season. Um, but this was the next generation. Now, I always remember growing up in the Youth Cup and I was with Dundee United at the time. <laughs> never, never got close to the final ever. Celtic always was very strong. Um, but you, from my age group, you saw the, the progression of these players that actually went on to win the Youth Cup, then into the kind of reserve setup, and then... All of a sudden, the first team set up. So it was, you know, the the people watching TV. That's the right platform. I think it should be televised. Such a an important game in our our calendar to see what's coming through, and they certainly entertained. And if anybody's any thoughts are, oh, it shouldn't be televised. Well, they'll think differently. You know, after last night because that is entertainment. Does is right. I was joking about the defending, but that's what you want to see in football great, games. Great for young players. I was very fortunate that I joined Rangers as a. A young lad at 14, I went full-time when I was 16. And it, some of these games, it was called the Glasgow Cup final then. You were looking at sometimes at Iroh, 20,000 there, Andrew. Uh, you know, the supporters wanted to come out and see the young and up-and-coming talent. Uh, they certainly got that when they seen me running out there with a feather cut. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed them, and they were great experience. And um, 
Mark's right The game should be televised It's great for fans to see What's coming through the ranks And they obviously served up A very entertaining game Scott's obviously looking at this From a, a Celtic perspective When you watch That Celtic youth team You could see Sort of Ange Postacoglu's Fingerprints all over The style of play And it just shows that You know there is Throughout Celtic they, they're, they're trying to do The exact same thing And that obviously helps When you're trying to promote Young players up to the first team Because they wouldn't know Exactly what role yeah. They'll be playing Well it needs to be if, if the manager The first team manager is, is head of the house If he wants to play A specific way Then he needs to know That everything underneath uh, Is feeding into that So if they're called upon They know exactly the same Rotations How to take the ball In tight areas You know Not to fear Anything in Their own final third When they're in possession And you could see that Last night Um and it's, it must be very difficult as a youth coach to kind of implement that because got to remember youth coaching slightly different that you don't get the sack after 10 games if you don't win but still you're under pressure at a club like Celtic if you're not seen to be actually winning things you will come under pressure to do that match with playing the way the manager incredibly difficult so you know hats off to them got it right and it looks like there's a bright future for some of these kids Just before we get on to your point about the Scottish Cup final Scott, were there any players in particular that caught your eye last night? Um, before I go to that, well, young, young Vata came on the team Under that kind of uh, circumstances He's come on to the first team and he looks pretty damn good If he's get, if it gets a wee chance, you know So he came for the same setup. Um The young, the captain, the young, the, the, the captain of Celtic, can't remember his name He looks Kyle solid. Ewer what a what a player he is! You know he he looked very vocal. You know what you seen in the TV. You know he was always marching his players about and whatever else. I think I'm, obviously I'm going to look at a Celtic point of view because I'm a Celtic fan. But I'm, I'm looking at I'm, I'm also a football fan and I'm looking at the two sides. I think the two of them gave it a good goal last night. It wasn't just one sided. You know, and I think you're quite right. You know, you you can see Angie's stamp even on that young team. You know, you can see it coming through. You know, but I think, I think the two the, the two teams done well. You know, I think the two of them done well for their age and the size of the pitch for Hamden and whatever else. You know, it's not a wee pitch at the end of the day. You know, but um, they done really well. You know, I, I I'm not just applauding the Celtic players. I'm applauding obviously the two sets of players. You know, but obviously more so because Celtic won the cup. But you know, as I say, I'm a football fan, so I think the two teams done really well. Just your point on the, the Scottish Cup final, Scott? Right, half five at night, absolutely absolutely ridiculous, right? You know, for several reasons. One, the boys, you know, Celtic fans, you know, that's all right, you know, most of them come to Glasgow or about. But the guys from Inverness coming up, what time are they going to get home at? Right, you know, it's. I don't think this has been thought out. And for the excuse, because obviously the Cup final doing south, that's good enough. That's, what's that got to do with us? Do you know what I mean? It, that's it's no put on BBC One or it, well, it's on BBC One actually, but it's it's no it, it's irrelevant to us. Do you know what I'm saying? No, it's it's. I just don't think it was thought out very well, to be honest. Yeah, what do you make of it, Mark? Because you know Scott says he doesn't see why it's been moved for for television reasons. You'd think any broadcaster would want to try and maximise the audience, maybe pitting it against an FA Cup final at the exact same time. Manchester City are playing Man United there may be some viewers that would be picking and choosing maybe if they don't have a vested interest in either game that they're then having to pick or choose what one broadcasters will be wanting to, to maximise it but then Scott's saying you know it 
He doesn't feel it suits him It doesn't suit a lot of supporters The clubs aren't happy about it either Me personally I think it's a blunder for the SFA I think they've got it wrong And I think both club statements tell you That they've got it wrong um, From that perspective um, A decision like that should always include The clubs that are involved in it And I understand that discussion started taking place last Thursday With the semi-finalists um, By all accounts Nobody was really keen on that but they went ahead and made the decision. There's a number of things that's just wrong with it. I mean, if, if the worrying thing is, is viewing figures and competing, well, uh, listen, people will watch the FA Cup final if they don't want to watch Celtic Inverness anyway. So what does that matter? You would then have to dig into the Scottish Cup final viewing figures for the past so many years to compare. Now, that I know the English FA Cup final has been held at half five in, in recent times, so maybe that will be slightly skewed. But then... If it's for a BBC point of view We've got a BBC Scotland channel here So could it not run simultaneous On the BBC Scotland channel And at half five If it is on BBC Is it going to be networked Throughout the UK and BBC Very much doubt that You know So for Viaplay to, It'll be running it as well It's I think it's the wrong decision I think I'm all for tradition When it comes to Scottish Cup final We should have Backed ourselves And Stood side by side with that FA Cup final. Once, yeah. once again, it's the supporters that are punished, uh, Andrew. I think that Scott's got the point there about Celtic fans, and Celtic fans travel from all over. You know, they come from Ireland and from England and wherever they, you know, then you've got Inverness coming down there, and it's the, the fact of getting back home, you know, and you're trying to entice young kids as well. It's a great occasion for Inverness, Scottish Cup final. You know, some of these young kids will probably miss out now because by the time they travel back up, the train's getting put on. So once again, it's the fans that have suffered here. It's a ridiculous time for Scottish Cup fans. That makes a good point about the trains. Now, checking earlier, this may change. There may be other alternative trains put on now. But the last train that I could see was 28 from Glasgow to Inverness. So unless everybody's travelling on a supporters bus or extra trains are put on, then of course the Inverness fans have been a second thought. And all this And you've got to feel for them Celtic fans are even complaining And the majority will live in and around the city Of, of course you'll have some travelling for Ireland as well um, But I don't think fans have been considered one bit In any of this decision mate Yeah let's hear what Inverness boss Billy Dodds Had to say about it today It's not ideal It's not ideal I don't think we should ever Move our showpiece final To suit anybody But it can, as I say, I can only imagine it's for TV rights or something and we don't like Clash. Um, it's no ideal for me, but it is what it is and I'm just glad we're there. But I would rather, I would rather let everybody else, three o'clock on a Saturday, should be a showpiece final, but it's not to be. I mean, if it's early, then, you know, they, they probably have to go down the night before or struggle to get up in the morning or get there and up and down in the one day. If it's later, they can't get home, so... You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That's the kind of way I feel for them. And it's the ones who are travelling the furthest. Celtic fans will, will be coming over for Ireland. We're coming down for Inverness. It's a shame on them, it really is, because they've got a long way to travel and um, then they're getting moved about with a with a kick-off and some simply just won't be able to get there and it'll give others an opportunity. Yeah, it has annoyed quite a few people, Mark, and I think there are people in different camps about why... 
they're specifically annoyed about it. Billy Dodds talks about you know the travelling for Inverness fans, for you know Celtic fans that may be coming from elsewhere as well. But I think there are an element as well that are, are just annoyed that you know the English FA Cup final has any bearing at all on on what the Scottish Cup final is. Yeah, um, and again that's quite unique. If you look throughout Europe and clo- countries that are quite close together, I don't think you would see you know. The Portuguese Cup final being changed because the Spanish Cup final. I mean, Belgium Scotland and, and England Netherlands. are sort of intrinsically linked in a way that they most are. other countries they, aren't. I suppose they are, but I still were two separate entities. You know, the English FA to the the SFA, two different organisations. Um, they they run different dates in the calendar. We run a different league setup where you know there's a split. There's all sorts of different things goes on here in Scottish football. That doesn't align with English football. So why in this <laughs> at this stage where a lot of people would have made plans? Bear in mind when Inverness got through. By the way, there's some people that would have thought I'm getting a ticket. By the way, I'm getting right on and book my train and I'm booking whatever else on the day and book things already. Probably similar with Celtic fans as soon as the final whistle went against Rangers. And now what they're doing? They're looking at their situation, try to change plans. So again. The fans, and it's been quite often the case, the fans are a, a second thought when it comes to organising things in this country. Yeah, there definitely were discussions that took place, Gordon, mm-hmm. but I think in the Celtic statement they said something along the lines of they, they didn't feel there was enough meaningful consultation between the governing body and the clubs. That'll be something that will really frustrate the clubs if, if they feel they haven't been you know, brought into the discuss- into the discussion, sorry, and that their thoughts haven't really been heard? Well, the clubs are the most important uh, because they're the ones that are competing in the cup final. Um, they want to look after their own supporters, of course they do, especially, you know, the size of the Celtic support. And Billy Dodds, you can tell that he's not particularly happy, but on the other side, he'd be looking, thinking... Well, I'll tell you what, if you had said to me at the beginning of the, the, the campaign, uh, we'll play at half past five in the Scottish Cup final, I'd have bit your hand off. But Mark's right, it goes back to the supporters. They're the ones that are going to suffer. Well, thank you to Scott. If you've got any thoughts on any of these topics or anything else, maybe you fancy changing the subject. 0141 951 1025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and we want you to join us as well 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB nice of you two to be together in the studio after you were you were split up earlier in the week you were missed him busy I missed him too busy mm. for us where were you on well Tuesday? I was mixing up with the ex-president of the United States you weren't mixing it you, was... were, you were chasing him about a golf course no no try no I was down at Turnberry Andrew a video. and just by coincidence mm. <laughs> Donald Trump was there he, uh, he bumped into Did me not get a photo with him no no you selfie you know what no, I, by the way this is a true story so I was on the 18th green and putting for an eagle and who disturbs my putt <laughs> yeah, just dropping that in there yeah, yeah. I'm putting for an eagle and was this who, a scramble? And yeah. who you didn't even mention that, right? <laughs> but who comes in his golf cart right by us? Donald mm. Trump. Says, yes, he says to me, "Is everything okay, gentlemen? Is everything going well?" And I went, "All good, you, thank you." You would have been buzzing with that as well because you were just telling us off air that you're his biggest fan and you love all his policies and <laughs> everything like that, weren't you? Let's keep that in the down low. No, no, you no, just take that no, red cap no. off, all right? Ah, no, <laughs> make America great again. <laughs> he, he was cutting about with that one. He got a video for. 50 yards away That's the nearest he got Well See when he's standing As close to you And he's talking to me I'm not going to Take out my phone And start 
video on him So it was when he that was when he drove away I thought I'll get him driving away Yeah yeah I'm sure So me and did, Donald yeah. good, good pals Reminds him? me a lot of this guy What are the same Hair. Outlooks in life And Extra yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> curricular activities I like a game of golf Very cap on Right I think we should leave that one there 01419511025 Let's go back to the phone Scott is a Celtic fan In Barmulloch Scott what is on your mind tonight? Um, just before I go any further, can you imagine Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson bumping into him and having a conversation with you just the mind boggles a bit with happened there, doesn't it? Really boggles. There's a there's a show in there, there's a podcast or something. Well, that was all right, but Scott's right, if you introduced this guy to him, man. <laughs> McDonald and I would go on very well. That would be frightening. Um a point about last night's game. Um I did the, the pleasure of sitting watching that last night. For hundred and twenty minutes, what a game of football. If I'd have paid forty or fifty quid to go and see that I'd have been over the moon with the, the entertainment I got. Um, not just for the Celtic side, but the Rangers side as well. Made some good talent there as well. Um, the football going forward with both teams, you can probably tell the defences were maybe a bit open. But um, both teams, the football going forward was outstanding. Um, it's just a pity none of us could get in to watch it in the flesh. It's not all right seeing it in the telly, but I'm sure the players would have enjoyed a better crowd at it. Um, my main point is really regarding youth, the youth set up at Celtic Park. Over the last sort of two to three years, there's been a glut of players that come through for Celtic. I've got seven names here. Liam Morrison and Barry Hepburn went to Bayern Munich. Leo Fielder and Rory Mahari went to Leeds. Ben Dock went to Liverpool. Ronan Ferns went to Brighton. And there's another boy, Frankie Dean. I'm not sure who he went to. All the players left Celtic. All the players were brought through our club. And all the players left for big money. So see this fallacy that Celtic can't bring players through. It is exactly that. It's rubbish. Celtic are bringing them through. The problem is we can't pay to keep them. I mean, if I was told that Ben Dope was in something like £600 a week and he went to Liverpool and it either <clears throat> went to 2500 or £3,000 a week or even more, I'm not 100% sure. But to say that we don't bring players through and if you count Kieran Tierney, Callum McGregor, James Forrest and a lot of other players that have went on to other things, at one point Ross County had seven players in their team that had come through Celtic's youth ranks, guys like Rocco Quinn, eh, Scott Fox, uh, Marcus Fraser, uh, Michael Gardine, all come through the Celtic ranks. We do produce players. The problem is, some of them are not good enough to hit the heights, but other ones that do, we can't keep them because of the money. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't kid on to know what um, Ben Doak is earning down at Liverpool. I think Frankie Dean, who you talked about there, moved down to Burnley um, as well last summer. But that a lot of it, Mark is to do with the sort of new rules that have come in with Brexit and it's harder for players coming from abroad to get work permits so a lot of the English clubs are now looking at the top talent in Scotland clubs across Scotland their, their top young talent is getting poached it's happening all the time now and it will be a, a big source of frustration for clubs in Scotland because it's so tough just to compete with the big academies down south and the money as well of course it is and that's Generally always been the case Well since I was growing up anyway I mean I remember when I was a young kid I got offered I mean Quadruple Whatever I was on at Dundee United Just to To go down and be a An academy player um, Now when you get to Ben Doak And players like that Obviously escalates More um, But to say Ben Doak or, or, or Scott's suggesting If that's what Ben Doak is earning at the minute Which I don't know if it is it, uh, I'd suspect maybe higher that Celtic couldn't match at. If Celtic, I'd, Celtic could match at. You know, he's not asking for thirty grand a week. Um, 
But the lure of down south is what gets young players. Um, and it's the, the bright lights of the Premier League and what could happen. Um, ben Doak's maybe a, an exceptional case as well because a lot is, of these players yeah. go down south and you don't hear from them for a few years because you know they, they go straight into the academies. Ben Doak has done that, but it's shown to be such a talent that Jurgen Klopp has, has kept an eye on him. He's now made several first-team appearances as well. So he's maybe not the, the main example to look at in this, but there are just plenty of players that have, that have gone down and... And maybe just not got anywhere near the the first team football or exposure that they maybe would have got of if they'd stayed up in Scotland. Yeah, it's, it's a big gamble for a lot of players because you go down into that sort of a situation in the English Premier League, you're coming up against real quality and lots and lots of quality. Because as you quite rightly say, the academies down there have got so so many players, and we've seen it before: young players going down with great uh, talent. And their career falls away a little bit. I agree. I agree with Mark. I, I would like to see as much as the big clubs do come up and poach, whether it's a young good player or uh, you know an experienced player, because certainly the money is the lure of going down to the English Premiership and the Championship as well. Pay very good money. I would like to see maybe one or two staying for a few years here, breaking through into the first team. Because Scott says there, he's mentioned a lot of players. You know, Kieran Tierney, for instance, played a lot of games for Celtic, won trophies. Timing was right, goes to Arsenal. Uh, McGregor decided to stay at Celtic. Forrest has given his, his, his career to Celtic as well. So I just think that there should be an opportunity for Celtic and Rangers and teams like Aberdeen. When, when I was getting brought through the ranks, you know, you had teams at Aberdeen, for instance, under Fergie, had some absolutely fantastic young players and the one thing that Fergie, and this is why he broke the, the, the old firm at that time, he was prepared to give youth a chance. And I feel sorry for some youth players just now because, as you say, you watch that game last night, you watch a standard and you can talk about one or two players and you think, terrific talent, but where's the pathway for them to be a regular in the Celtic, i.e. first team or the Rangers first but team? But let, let's be honest, it does boil all down to money. And that is, that's the be-all and end-all Because look, Celtic and Rangers are huge clubs Can compete with any of those big ones down south In terms of what they can offer in a football respect But I think we are slow to reward young Scottish talent I don't know what's right It's probably the right way Probably the opposite in England They reward them too early And give them these huge contracts and huge money And the motivation dies and they end up petering out Whether we are more dangling the carrot But if you've got over the border Offering these kids huge sums of money Then of course they're going to jump ship But I, I would like to see a better progression at Celtic I know what Scott's saying He's listed a whole host of players that have made careers elsewhere But I remember before I signed for Celtic Coming up against a great glut of players That all played first team That's that's what I call making it at Celtic and Rangers When you get in the first team Not just for one or two appearances But you're continually involved and I think that's fell away a wee bit. We've seen a wee bit of Vata, but not many recently. Yeah, I think Rocco Vata and Ben Summers are the two at Celtic that, you know, are, are at a very young age, 17, 18, that have, have made first team appearances this season. But it's part of the problem when it comes to Celtic and Rangers is every single game is so vital. Every single competition that Celtic and Rangers are in is so vital. It's not like down south where maybe the EFL Cup, the League Cup down there, 
clubs maybe don't take it as seriously so it gives younger players an opportunity to get in Celtic and Rangers need to win every single game they need to win every single competition they're in so it's maybe seen as a bigger risk putting in but these young players argument, because there's so much on the line seeing that argument I don't, I don't particularly agree with that because I think Celtic with the players that they've got you're not telling me that young Vata for instance I'm a big fan what, what I've seen of him I really like the look of the lad you're not telling me that he can't get in at Celtic part and play against Kilmarnock Ross County's Motherwell I suppose team. they've also got a really deep squad as well you look at the wingers that's, that's, Celtic have and Rocco Vata is then trying to get ahead of them in the that, squad as well when Ange yeah. Postacoglu is already trying to rotate the game time around the four or five wingers that he's got that this are is, all this is know, where I was getting to my point you, 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 you're 100% spot on as a manager he's got to make sure that there's other players there because if you look at Celtic's um, front three uh, Maeda, Jota and Kyogo and then you look at the backup Haksabanovic people like James Forrest when he's fit as well you know you've got players there that have got to get match fitness and they've got to get games because you're paying good money for these players and it's usually the youth that suffers but uh, it'll be interesting to see what Young Vata and players like that do next year because I think Poster is a manager that would and I think Michael Beale's the same if they're good enough we'd give them an opportunity Well thank you to Scott let's stick with the phones Jack is a Celtic fan in Greenock Jack what's on your mind? Uh, hi guys uh, first time caller so a bit nervous but my, I've got two points quickly uh, my first point was seeing Ange uh, at the Youth Cup final uh, last night and no doubt he'll be at the women's final tonight, uh, with, along with the directors. I don't know how it happened, uh, how it was in the past with directors at youth finals and women's finals, but I feel ever since Andrews came in, you know, the club has had a, a boost in energy. You know, it feels like a, a big family. And I was just kind of wondering, from the, the panel's point of view, uh, how do they how do they think that Andrews made such a amazing effect on Celtic? Well, there was no need to be nervous because that was more coherent than anything these two have said mm, at the start Jack of the show. Guy. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Jack's point is just about the, the impact Ange Postacoglu has had generally. Photos of him at the, the game last night, keeping a, a close eye on things. And I suppose having him there as well is even extra motivation for those young players out there because yeah. they know he's watching on. Well, I think so. But I don't think it's unique in terms of that's never happened in the past. You know, I've seen plenty of managers going along to youth because one, it's their job to know what's going on underneath the first team level and like you said there Andrew it's a great support for those young players on a special occasion to look up and see your manager so those would have loved seeing the Celtic manager there I mean photographs of Ange and the directors and Peter Lowell all laughing what's not to laugh about at the minute everything's rosy in the garden they're in the Scottish Cup final they could wrap up the league this week another treble on the horizon um, transfer policy an overwhelming success so of course when they're photographed there's not much to frown about um, but for those young players that is special knowing that you've got the club hierarchy the, the top guys at the club there at your game assessing you does make you feel special and that goes a long way well the, the most famous manager probably the best British manager for a long time Alex Ferguson was well known for knowing every person's name in the, the club and you showed you the success that obviously he had and uh, I, I think Mark's right first and foremost You've got to look at it as his job because he has to know what's coming up, uh, you know, in the academy, what's happening, how it's going forward, how it's progressing. But for any young kid that takes that part last night, there's nothing better than the feeling. And the guys would have been told in the dressing room, listen, the manager's here to watch you, to support you, go out there and put a performance on. And it was great for him to go and do that. 
Jack, just looking ahead to this weekend, how excited are you as a Celtic fan of what could be achieved on Sunday? Uh, I think it's it's history in the making. Again, Ange has got the opportunity to, you know, hopefully win the title against Hearts and then hopefully win the, the Scottish Cup final and be in amongst some of the, the Celtic greats by winning a treble. So for me, being 23 and kind of, you know, my dad always says I was the, the selfish generation of always kind of seeing Celtic uh, at the top, I think it's just it's just continuing under Ange, and I think you know I'm blessed to to see what Celtic can do. I mean, Mark, this is the the next part of what Celtic could achieve this season. They're looking well. They're going to win the league title. Could be this weekend. They then got a Scottish Cup final against Inverness. How big would a treble be for Ange Postecoglou in his first season? Well, uh, sorry, second uh, season. Monumental for him because he puts himself right there along the greats. Jock Steen, um, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rodgers, Neil Lennon did it um, as well. So he puts himself right up there. You think of what that means in terms of the history of Celtic. It is huge. Um, said on Saturday, I, I can't quite remember a connect between a Celtic manager and the fans Probably okay, Martin and Neil, maybe Tommy Burns, certainly. But again, a treble just confirms that and it allows them then to go all guns blazing for European success or some shape of European success, whatever that may look like. Um, but a treble as a Celtic manager sets you right up there, um, in, in the top of the greats. Well, thank you to Jack. Make sure to call us again sometime soon. And if you've got any thoughts at home, 01419511025. Maybe you've got some thoughts on Rangers, Rangers fans, or of course there is that exciting end to the championship season tomorrow. Maybe your club is in action. We want to hear from you. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with me, Andrew McLean. We've been taking a look at, well, the, the Youth Cup final last night. Actually, quite a few people wanted to talk about that 6-5 win for Celtic. Of course, a huge weekend ahead in the Premiership. Massive tomorrow night in the Championship as well. So get your calls in 01419511025. It will also be an interesting weekend for Rangers, Gordon DL, because I think a lot of Rangers fans will be looking at this game and be intrigued to see what team Michael Beale is going to put out against Aberdeen because they've not really not got anything to play for with five games left of the season. There'll be big question marks over who Michael Beale's going to play, who he's possibly going to mm. leave out. Yeah, um, I'm interested myself to see who's going to play, um, who's going to leave out. You say they're nothing to play for, Andrew, when you're playing with a club like Rangers, every game's important to you because uh, the supporters will be long there in their numbers demanding probably a performance demanding a win you've got an Aberdeen team coming down um, and full of confidence playing very well winning games uh, new manager announced so they'll fancy it but yeah if you're a Rangers supporter going along on Sunday the most important thing for you I think and most exciting is what the team's going to play you know I can't I can't for the life of me see Kent being involved in that um, you wonder if he'll mix one or two things up you look at um, Morelos, um, I think a lot of Rangers fans have had enough of him. Um, I was talking about him the other night, Tuesday. I, I think he's been a, a terrific servant to Rangers in the sense of scoring goals, obviously top scorer in Europe as well. So he's achieved quite a lot, but it's not been a great season for him. Um, it looks like he's on his way out. So you wonder how Michael Beale, because you've still got to look at 
Aberdeen's got to be a difficult game And then You've still got another important game The following week When Celtic come visiting And if Celtic don't get anything At Tynecastle Which would surprise me Then they could go and win the league at Ibrox So There's still plenty to play for Rangers Well let's get the thoughts of David Who's a Rangers fan in Livingston David what are you thinking about your club at the moment? Um, not very good to be honest But I just feel now's an opportunity for Michael Beale to players he's planning to keep for next season uh, Players that want to stay with Rangers And players he wants to move out I think this is his opportunity now To put them on trial To see if it's going to work going forward If it's not going to work in his plans Once he's seen them play these last five games It gives him the opportunity To put them on the market and move them on But mostly it's about the goalkeeping situation at Rangers As you know Alan McGregor was meant to retire last year Obviously they've given him a new deal to keep him on Obviously I think it was planned as a number two But with John McLaughlin going in goals It's not went to plan for him So they've had to put Alan McGregor back in Now I feel he's done not bad this season Obviously odd error But the defence hasn't helped But I feel Rangers missed a massive opportunity At the start of the season uh, To get a goalkeeper on a free transfer And that would be Xander Clark Now Xander Clark was meant to go to England Obviously the manager down there got sacked And it moved on, uh, moved on So that deal fell through Now he sat well, two months was a free agent, I think. And obviously, Hart snapped him up. Um, and as I say, I believe he's on about £2,000 a week. Uh, Hart's obviously was a free transfer. Now, I feel Rangers should have brought him in as Alan McGregor to play alongside Alan McGregor. Even at that, I think Robbie McCory deserves a chance now that McLaughlin's uh, obviously didn't hold the number one spot. But I just feel. Starting for Sunday He should be playing All the players That are staying with Rangers That he's planning And keeping The rest of them Just move them out Same with McGregor He's not going to be I don't think he'll be Staying on an year. So give Robbie McCrory The chance to prove He's here in these last Five games He's played with Livingston He's played in the league He's played in the final He played well In the European For us And he played well As I say Against Celtic We pulling off the save Right at the end So I feel he deserves A chance Now I'll just say one more thing It's just with Jack Butland Now Rangers are looking Well there's paper talk just now About bringing him in He's a free agent now He's on loan from Crystal Palace At Manchester United Now he's no number one At Crystal Palace He's no number one At Man United So he's not playing So why would you bring him in At £45,000 a week For a goalkeeper Which I don't think You need to pay that For in the Scottish League When you've got Robbie McCory there If not If they did bring in Sander Clark It would only be £2,000 a week, which is over a saving of two million a year in wages and a goalkeeper, which is a lot of money that could go to other players in the squad. Now I feel the top, the top earner I would say is probably Joe Hart in the league at fifteen thousand a week. So I just feel we don't need to be squandering that kind of money on a goalkeeper. That's D- not even David, that how do you know all these wages? Because <laughs> I giggle them. You giggle them all. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, the most reliable thing as well I look yeah. up your two salaries on uh, on Google as well We do it, <laughs> we do it, we do it for the love of the show Aye, That'll be right mm. <laughs> Anyway, David covered a lot of ground there um, I mean, we, if we start with Robbie McCrory Is it now time for Robbie McCrory to get his chance? Michael Beale has talked about it a lot And said that, because he's now back fit He has been, well, he's not even been on the bench in recent weeks for Rangers Because he's been injured But he has been back as a sort of third goalkeeper in the squad in the last couple of weeks Michael Beale said That he will get his chances Now the time for For him to be thrown in To see What he can do Well it's got to be he, The boy's 25 years old He's been at the club A long time um, I think Both Michael Beale And Van Bronckhurst Have known That 
Alan McGregor's days are numbered I think we all knew that of course age just caught up with him and nothing much has been done in the situation and we keep hearing McCrory is going to get his chance I get he's been injured uh, he's got to play sometime now they could see him every day in training and you can only gauge so much from that but you actually need to see him in a pressurised environment now I get he's played in high pressure games before but you need to see that over a run of games I still don't think it's ideal that there's only five games left and okay you've got Aberdeen you've got Celtic you've got Hearts in there which are big games within themselves but there's nothing at the end of that in terms of pressure um, so I don't know if that will even define to say that he'll be the number one I, I still think a name like Jack Butland although David doesn't agree on the 40 plus grand a week he's on um, he might be the one I don't think he'll he'll get that at Rangers but the opportunity coming perhaps revive his career, might be enough to tempt him to Rangers, but I think Michael Beale will certainly look out with the club to appoint his number one. Yeah, look, we take wage demands out of mm. it because you know you, you never know exactly what any player are earning, no matter what Google says, but was first of all, was Xander Clark a missed opportunity for Rangers, Gordon, as David thinks? I can see uh, David's point of view. Um, I, think, I think he's come in and done well at Hearts. Um, whether he could, you know, perform like that in Rangers because it's a completely different um, ball game going to a club the size of Rangers. Um, the pressure on week in, week out. He's waiting for his chance. He's a decent enough goalkeeper, but I think they'll look elsewhere. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they do bring in. And on the subject of McCrory, he's what twenty five now. He's not played a lot of football, but he's been injured. You just wonder. And, and Michael Beale has said um, earlier that he was going to be given an opportunity. So this might be his opportunity, but I'm sure that they will certainly sign a goalkeeper in the summer. And, um, you know, I agree with £1,600 a show mark. Um, that will be interesting because a, a lot of important games coming up still. In terms of Jack Butland, he certainly seems to be a player Rangers are interested in. David's concern is that he hasn't played a lot of football recently. I think the last time he was a an established number one at any club was in the championship with Stoke in the 2019-20 season. So he's he's gone a few years where he's been a sort of bit part role at clubs or maybe just spending his time on the bench. Would that be a concern? Um, no, I, I don't think it would be. I think that if you sign for teams that... He's signed for, let's say, Manchester United. He's out and loan at Crystal Palace. Okay, you can say he's not getting a game. I think if he comes up, gets a good pre-season under his belt, Andrew, I think he's certainly got the ability that I wouldn't be too concerned about him being the number one next year. But obviously, it's all down to money as well. Well, thank you to David, but now it's time for this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Yes, beat the pundit time for you to phone in before 7 o'clock 01419511025 and you can pit your wits against either Mark Wilson or Gordon DL to win a signed ball but not only that because whoever gets drawn out the hat to play Gordon DL or Mark Wilson tonight will also win a pair of tickets to an unforgettable experience at the SEC Armadillo on Friday the 12th of May it's a tribute night to Vim Janssen and Celtic's 1997-98 team to mark the 25th anniversary of stopping Rangers winning the 10 so all you need to do is phone in 01419511025 before 7 o'clock and you'll be in with your chance of winning Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
Gondiel and Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. In the first hour, we were taking a look ahead to this weekend. Of course, Celtic can wrap up the title with a win at Tynecastle on Sunday. A lot of talk about the Youth Cup final between Celtic and Rangers last night as well. A really exciting one, a 6-5 win it was for Celtic in that game as well. A lot of callers seem to be you know, in the know about players' salaries as well. Yeah. In the first part of the show, which has prompted uh, Tuchel to tweet in, and he's found a website that has Gordon DL's net worth mm-hmm. in it. Oh. <laughs> what does that say? And it says Gordon DL's net worth or net income is estimated to be between $1 million and $6 million. <laughs> well, I, 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 not far away. The, the, it's somewhere in the middle. Let me just say that. Clarify. The, tru- the truest part of it is that it currently says your annual salary is under review at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the best bit about this website is underneath that section, it just has a section called "Dead or Alive," and it says, according to our database, Gordon DL is still alive. He's, so he's, there we go. He's hanging on. That's he's reassuring. Right, they're it's updating time. it every day. <laughs> right, it's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Yeah, time for Beat the Pundit and it is a chance for someone to come on win a signed ball but also on top of that this week we are giving away tickets to an unforgettable experience at the SEC Armadillo it's a pair of tickets for Friday the 12th of May it's a tribute night to Vim Janssen and Celtic's 97-98 team who stopped 10 in a row uh, 25 years ago it was now so James is the lucky caller who will take part and beat the pundit and has also won tickets to that James tells me you're a Celtic fan as well so you'll be quite happy with that yes I am good stuff I'm sure you'll enjoy that night as well <laughs> have you got a, a preference of who you'd rather play it beat uh, the pundit Gordon Dale and I think he's worth a lot more than a million uh, uh, James you're totally correct I am you might see the bank book I've got mate <laughs> No. Oh, I know, really heavy Oh, tell me about it Zero after zero after zero That's that, that's that, Gordon, that's that Right, okay, you were telling me off on Tuesday Because right. well, what did I get wrong? Is it is it meant to be heads is the person to my left And he- tails he- is the person Heads and tails Right, okay, he was he was having issues with my, uh, right? my coin oh, flipping I've, he I said it's been that way for the whole time years. he's worked here. About Andrew, hey, I hey, to him no. about anything. When you're on a mill, that's what happens. <laughs> a mill, six mill. Uh, right, okay. Heads, stuff. it is Mark Wilson. Tails, it's Gordon DL. And it's heads. Okay. It's Mark Wilson All tonight. Right. Come so on, Jimmy. I will put a bit of Greatest Hits Radio into. The ears of Mark Wilson There we go All good And uh, James 30 seconds on the clock To answer as many questions Correctly as possible Remember the key is You can pass as well In case you don't know So does that all sound good? That's absolutely fine Okay here we go Who was the last Hearts manager To beat Celtic? Um, Robin Nielsen Which Scottish chef Has teamed up with Rangers For a new menu In their hospitality suite? Gordon Ramsay which uh, at which Scottish side did James MacArthur start his career? Uh, Hamilton. Who won last night's Scottish Youth Cup final at Hamden? Celtic. Who are the only Scottish Premiership side who haven't won in their last seven games? Um, Dundee. Vasilis Barkas is currently on loan from Celtic. A team in which country? Uh, Belgium. Okay, right. Let's bring Mark Wilson back in. Good to go. Good to go, Mark. Can you yeah, hear us all right? Yeah, yeah. Right, good stuff. I should probably fade your mic up. That yeah, might help as well. Honestly, right? Okay, thirty seconds on the clock. Who is the last Hearts manager to beat Celtic? Oh, uh, oh Craig Levine. 
Which Scottish chef Has teamed up with Rangers For a new uh, menu In their hospitality <laughs> suite Could be Gordon Ramsay uh, Which Scottish side Did James MacArthur Start his senior career Hamilton uh, Who won last night's Scottish Youth Cup final At Hamden Celtic uh, Who are the only Scottish Premiership side Who haven't won In their last seven games St Johnson uh, Vasilis oh. Barkas Is currently on loan From Celtic At a team in which country <sighs> Switzerland uh, how many yeah. Scottish sides has Barry Ferguson managed? Uh, three. Okay, right, James. Three. What are you thinking? How do you yeah. think you you fared yeah, there? Think Mark, I think Mark. Thanks. I think Mark's got more. Right, okay, well, <laughs> we'll go through. But I think I think right. it was tight. I think it was tight. So, uh, who was the last Hearts manager to beat Celtic? You went for Craig Levine. James oh, went for Robbie Nielsen. It's Robbie Nielsen So it goes 1-0 To James uh, Which Scottish chef Has teamed up with Rangers For a new menu In their hospitality suite You both said Gordon Ramsay And you're both correct Yes Of course At which Scottish side Did James MacArthur Start his senior career That is Hamilton So it's 3-2 To James At that point Who won How's it 3-2 Is it not 3-2 James get That one as well eh? James has got all three right All three right And I've got two yeah, I got Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay and got Hamilton. Yeah. Leave it to the quizmaster. You just oh, sorry, you did uh, count uh, your yeah. cash in the corner there. Okay, mm-hmm. it's three two at the moment. Who won last night's Scottish <laughs> Youth Cup final at Hamden? We talked about it plenty tonight. You both got it correct, oh, so no. that's four three to Ooh. James. Now, who are the only Scottish Premiership side oh, who haven't won in their last seven games? I think James said Dundee. I don't know if he meant Dundee United, but it wouldn't have been correct that anyway. If he meant Dundee United, you said St Johnston. Yes. Yeah. St Johnson Correct Yes I'm back in it You draw level for all Vasilis Barkas Currently on You're loan right From there. Celtic Just <laughs> draw it from there <laughs> Vasilis Barkas Is currently on loan From Celtic At a team In which country It is Holland He's at FC Utrecht Neither of you Got it correct uh, However no, Mark sure. Wilson Got one more question oh, in no, That didn't. James didn't get He did what? He got the Barry Ferguson oh, Question How many sides Has he managed You said Three Winner, winner, chicken dinner That's, Clyde yeah, yeah, Kelty Hearts Kelty Hearts Alawa Alawa And Alawa So you get it yes! correct yeah, <laughs> And it is a last minute winner For Mark <laughs> Unlucky James You're the best at it, isn't it? Um, my brother was only about a month and a half ago When he played Mark And he, Mark beat him again Oh, oh dear Taking care of the two I, I, think you, I think your family members <laughs> need to just stop phoning in James I, I think so we'll, we'll, we'll practice more that sort of day Well no sign ball for you James But you do have those tickets to go to uh, An unforgettable experience at the SEC Armadillo So I'm sure you will enjoy that But it is a victory for the yes. pundits And that makes up for Gordon Dale's defeat on Tuesday Read about night. that Read about that yeah. Poor showing for you when I'm away It wasn't you a poor any... show It was a good game And I've got to say I was on I was on forum I, 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 he threw me off a little bit Andrew Yeah yeah. He, he's dropped me his phone He's <laughs> tossing a coin wrong He's he, he was all over the place You know First time This is, this is classic Gordon Dale uh, Just blaming anything else For just a tactics Andrew yeah. he was, he was all, he I was, thought you were on the money there Nice and quick Concise Just well, James came up against you'd a better th- you'd man You'd think I'd be he's trying to help you out I'm trying to get part of that Six million dollar fortune Or whatever it is you, that you've got I'm trying to get in that will Don't you I'll, Listen I've, I'm spreading it amongst the boys I'll make sure you boys are alright <laughs> You can pick your phone up now I'll keep talking just to see I know we'll fill that big crack <laughs> on that, that screen <laughs> <laughs> Big screen savers just cracked all the way up there I'll get it in the break right? Uh, 0141951 <laughs> Let's hear from you at home Let's take a look at the championship actually, because that is going to be really exciting tomorrow night. And let's speak to Chris, actually, who is, 
And here United fan Chris How much are you Looking forward to tomorrow night How are you feeling About tomorrow night Looking forward to it oh, When they say so uh, Definitely going to be exciting That's for sure uh, I, don't, I don't fancy our chances Of Inverness If I'm honest I'd love to see it uh, Get a win But The championship You can't really predict it Can you MD can beat MD in that league yeah, it's incredible. It's a, it's a league that it seems like nobody's wanted to win so far mm. this season because you look at the points tally, Dundee, top of the table, only 60 points. I think it's going to be the lowest winning points tally for a team in this sort of version of the championship, this format of it anyway. I mean, they could win the league with a, a draw tomorrow night, so they would go on to 61 points. But some of the games are incredible. Queen's Park Dundee is obviously the standout one because it's a shootout to see who wins the league title, who goes off up automatically into the Premiership but the game that Chris is talking about Inverness against Ayr two teams competing for those playoff places as well you've got Morton in about there as well Partick Thistle so much going on well we've seen the pass for Chris on the phone that you know you finish in the playoff positions anything can really then take shape after that who knows where you can end up um, you could end up you know being promoted obviously so uh, hugely nerve-wracking time for Chris and their United uh, fans travelling up there but we can't have it both ways we, we moan about our Premiership table Celtic runaway league leaders there's no competition at the top and then I hear people moan at the Championship that oh the standards that bad that there is no runaway leader it's been competitive it's been enthralling at times yes teams like Dundee who probably have the biggest budget in there would be disappointed that they've had the opportunities not to wrap it up and, and squandered but it makes it exciting for the neutrals maybe not for the fans of the clubs but mm. I, th- I think it's got to be brilliant tomorrow um, the only thing that Chris has got going for him if I was um, the manager of Air going to Inverness I wouldn't even travel I would just phone them up and say there's the three points could not win a game at Inverness and, and, um, and just, I was, just as well you're not in charge then no exactly <laughs> I've tried everything going up the night before on the day Taking the players to Johnny Foxes for a night out. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 you know what I like it is, Mark. You try absolutely everything. Inverness was a bogey team up there for me. But listen, it's different. Uh, it'll be an exciting game. Air will take a good support up there. And the one thing they've got in their favour, they've got a guy that can score goals. Yeah, I think that takes Chris on to sort of the point he was going to make uh, as well about just players in the Championship generally. Yeah, that's it. Guys that who you think could actually make a step up from the championship. I'm thinking of Akinyemi, the boy Dom Thomas at uh, Queen's Park as well, and there's a handful of others that, that could play at a higher level. And I think it just shows the strength of the championship now that there is players that can play at a higher level. I think Akinyemi, any goal scorer that scores that amount of goals and he's got that presence, then I think you look at a lot of the teams in the Premiership and you think, yeah, you could see him fitting in. Although I think he will. Go down south after this season's finish. Dom Thomas, I think he's a, a a great talent, but Dom Thomas has been in the Premier League and in, in Premiership, and he he's at Queens Park for a reason. So I do think there's a lot of talent in there, but I would just I would just worry for the teams that's in the playoff position. If I'm being totally honest, whoever's in there and who's going to come up against a a Ross County, a Kilmarnock, a Dundee United. I think there's big differences in those three. St. Johnson, yeah, if they lose at the weekend, St. Johnson, I think there's differences in those squads compared to the top four or five in the championship. Yeah, Chris, how do you rate the chances of the the team that end up getting to the 
the playoff final because there's obviously as, as the guys mentioned could be Ross County Kilmarnock Dundee United St Johnston do you think there is a good chance for the best finishing championship team to, to be able to beat them or do you think it, it's a real big ask oh listen if it's say United versus Kilmarnock I ain't bother at all that would be that would be quite a, a playoff final wouldn't it <laughs> oh, well managed in a few of their games yes I've good record yeah. I've got a fantastic never lost a goal so get me in the dugout for that game, Chris. I'll come back just for that game. Might not stay for a full game because I'm very well known. Chris, for is this guy well thought of in Air United circles down there? <laughs> He's I'll be right, right. Oh, Dad, it's a pleasure to speak to you, right? Because you gave me some great days out in two thousand and two. Thank you, Chris. I was going to say, was that anything to do with the football, or did he just take you on a night? <laughs> I mean, Chris, me and Chris, Jack Rose. <laughs> That's not the answer I wanted. I, I wasn't expecting that. Me and Chris have clubbed Amara a couple of times. Um, but I just think it'll be exciting the more. I think that championship is brilliant. Um, I think Chris is right. I think there's some good talent in there. Uh, some good players. Akinyemi has been brilliant for Air this season. They'll be hoping that. He can step up tomorrow night and put a couple in, but Inverness has got to be a difficult game, no doubt not. Can you call it at all? Who do you think is going to finish in those playoff places? Um, ooh, no, actually, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to stick my neck out because it's the, incredible the how tight that- it is. Because you've got what Dundee on sixty points, Queens Park on fifty-eight, Partick Thistle fifty-six. Then on 55, Air and Inverness, and then Morton on 54. But how could you put a logical argument yeah. for any of those teams uh-huh. after witnessing what's went on? And even the run at the end of the season, you know, you look at Dundee's form, you look at Queen's Park's form. Yeah, Dundee have won uh, one of their last five, as have Queen's Park as well. These are the two teams at the at the very top of the table. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, if you're a better that, man... Who, who do you think's got to go down? Again, that's... That's, that's I mean, a 50 choice. Well, Cove would probably be favourites to survive. They're at home against Morton, aren't they? No Hamilton away at Broth. So Hamilton, Hamilton away at yeah. Broth's a very difficult game. It's but quite the quite the fall from grace for Hamilton as well over the has, last couple of seasons. Was it six consecutive seasons in the Scottish Premiership? They've had, and then they've they've just found it tough in that championship. Been a difficult period for them. Uh, every sympathy with with my old teammate, uh, two old teammates actually, Paul Hartley's at Cove, John Rankin at Hamilton. Um, <laughs> I said, I know what it's like to be down there fighting for your life. You know, thinking you're facing the drop. Um, I was saved by COVID. No many people <laughs> said that, but my managerial career got saved at that before I got the chop. Um, huge pressure on both of them. I've been there as a player as well, Andrew. Relegation battle Final day of the season I was there with Dundee United On two occasions And the nerves get to you Luckily enough We survived But unfortunately One of them's got to, got to go At the weekend Chris how important Is Depo Akinyemi For your chances of Securing a playoff place And then potentially Going even further Oh he's a stand man And he's If you look at the goals We've scored I think he's If it wasn't for him We wouldn't be in the position We're in So I Definitely Very very important yeah, he is one of the, the players that's up for Championship Player of the Year, Dippo Akinyemi, and you know, a few others in there. I think Dom Thomas, Grant Savory as well, two of the, the Queen's Park boys. Paul McMullen as well from Dundee uh, make up the shortlist there, but it's it's just going to be an incredible night. You look as well, I think I saw a tweet earlier on, it was a, a Falkirk fan saying they'd love to you know finish in the playoffs and get Cove Rangers in the playoffs because they'd quite like to come up against Paul Hartley. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ah, manager. Ah. So there's all oh, these all these wee storylines, yeah. 
The the winners are really the SPFL. They don't need to dig out the helicopter, will they, for the the trophy on trophy day? The trophy's going to be there. Otherwise, they'd have to hire something to either go to Dundee or you know down to Glasgow or wherever. I could have been if it was two home games. For yeah, Dundee I saw some Park. saw some quotes from Owen Coyle basically, you know, comparing it really to the playoff final down in England, which it's not our our actual playoff mm. games that we have up here are always two legged. The finals, so. Um, that they kind of spread out the excitement, whereas this this is just a a straight shootout to see. It. Clearly, there's not the same money on the line as there is in the the game down south, but it's you don't see it very often that it just comes dis- down to winner takes all. The only disappointing thing I think is uh, I know that obviously with the situation with Queens Park, but if it had been at a bigger pitch, you'd have got a f- massive crowd there uh, tomorrow night. You really would. It'd have been fantastic for the players and everyone. Concern, the excitement will be incredible. I'll be very nervous for the two managers in the dugout. I don't care how experienced you are, uh, it means so much and it's come down to the wire. So there'll be a lot of nerves getting put about. But on try, I mean, in terms of England, of course you can't kind of compare, but it's all relative to, to what Queen's Park's budgets and, and plans are for the next few years. Dundee probably think what they've spent this season. They really need to get up to to get the recoup of what you get for getting into the the Premiership and the fixtures against Rangers and Celtic in Queens Park. I mean, I could never have envisaged seeing them in the Premiership ten years ago or going on up as a kid. So, what's at stake tomorrow night? Well, thank you to Chris. Of course, if you want to get involved in this talk about the Championship ahead of that big night tomorrow night, get in touch. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or anything else that's on your mind. It's the same number. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 if you want to get involved. Around 23 minutes gone between Celtic and Rangers in the SWPL1 league fixture. The got the split in the, the SWPL1 for the first time this season as well which is making it an exciting end to the season between Celtic Rangers and Glasgow City but not too much action so far from what we've seen Mark No, not really um, probably Rangers just I would say just about edging it where we've switched on mm. but not many clear cut chances obviously Celtic need to win tonight to, to keep in touch with Glasgow City so decent enough crowd there as well Yeah, enjoying what I've seen so far Um you know, Rangers getting a little bit of the better of possession, but nice to see them. But a good crowd as well. Nice night to go along there and watch a game. So I think we'll get goals. Right, I'm looking forward to the callers, two callers that I can see on my screen here. But mm. let's get this full-time teaser underway. Can you name the last eight players to finish the season as top scorer in the Scottish Championship? So full-time teaser, of course. If you send in your questions to full-time at Clyde One. Dot com and you can test the pundits on their knowledge. So can you name the last eight players to finish the season as the top scorer in the Scottish Championship? Chris Doolan. Chris Doolan. No. Terrible start. Shankland. Lauren Shankland, yes. Oh, hold on a minute. For Dundee United and, and Ayr United yeah. in consecutive seasons. Um I've got I've got a he went to Dundee from Thistle. Okay. Names would be good, yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm trying my very best here. <laughs> Zach Rodden That's the very one I wasn't thinking of Well it's not him either But so. he did go He did Did, did he not get done Is that who I think it was yeah um, Who Who got Promoted <laughs> last year This is going to be a Billy struggle. Mackay 
Billy Mackay No You better have a look there I'm having a look so still no Still no Nope Still not there Still no. not on this bit of paper Boyce Liam Boyce There we go For Hearts 2020 2021 I'll take one One You can think through it logically Think back through the seasons yeah, who, was in, who was in the division think, In each season Think Think Oh um, Somebody for Kilmarnock Must have been Ah Yeah Yeah Go La- on Lathery Give us a oh. There's no Kilmarnock players in there at all None Right I'll leave you some time <laughs> Is there a goal in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's what like usually ask It's not happening for a millionaire tonight Let me tell you Right let's go to the phones Because of course we were talking about that huge game Between Queen's Park and Dundee Tomorrow night The shootout for the championship title To see who is going to get that automatic promotion spot To the Premiership I've got two callers on the line One of them is Ewan And one is Rianne. We'll start with you, Ewan. Just tell me who you support, first of all. Dundee supporter. Rianne? Queen's Park. And how do you two know each other? Uh, We've been married for 11 years. (laughs) There we go. Together for 20 odd years. (laughs) That is going to be some night for you two tomorrow night. Are you looking forward to it? Um, yeah, it's kind of mixed emotions. Um, I think in the twenty odd years we've been together, I've probably been a, I don't know, maybe sixty or seventy Queens Park games. If Dundee have not had a game, and um, yeah, I know a lot of the people that Ryan goes with, and I know a lot of the people at the club, and it's you know really, really, really nice people, well-run club, and yeah, it's um, obviously I want Dundee to win, but it's um, yeah, the other side will be a bit of a, a kick in the nuts for. Um, you know, people that I know if, uh, <laughs> I don't. Um, in terms yeah, yeah, of tomorrow gonna, night, are you are you going to the game together? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're um, going to go together. Will you be will you be oh, sitting yeah. together? Or are you going to be in the in opposite ends? No, I was queuing up at Dens at five o'clock the other morning to to get a ticket. <sighs> so I'll be in the way end. And Ryan, you'll be in the in the home end. I'll be in the home end, yep. I mean that's that's quite something, Mark, isn't it? Well, remarkable. <laughs> Two from the same household together, and then mm. it comes down to this showdown. I don't think there'd be, I don't think there'll be many in that crowd that that will have similar experiences. Um, no, that's that's quite something. As are you, you and will you go to the Queen's Park games if they get promoted next season? Go to the big grounds. Uh, yeah, I mean purely because of Queen's Park. I mean, I was able to tick off all the all the grounds pre-pyramid um, system because obviously they were yo-yoing in the second and third division and Dundee were yo-yoing in the championship and the premier so we were able to go to all the grounds so I, mean, I probably would go but since uh, since we had our daughter we don't go to quite as many games but we get to uh, 50-60% of the games a season so yeah I, I probably I probably would go Who's the daughter supporting? Half and half scarf. Depends what she's after. <laughs> Dundee United. <laughs> she's, a, she's, a, she's only six, um, but yeah, she's um, she's been to a couple of Dundee games. Uh, she actually against Queens Park. She was sitting with me in the south enclosure, but she doesn't quite get it yet. How's your head to head this year with D- Queens Park and Dundee? Dundee are um, definitely ahead. Ooh. With, we won the two at Dens, we drew at Oakle View, and I think we won in the league. So I think, um, but we seem to play better against Queens. That's one of the teams that we've actually played really well against this season. Um, we just seem to have struggled against the more physical teams. I'll, I'll gauge the confidence levels then, you and how how confident are you feeling ahead of tomorrow night? Uh, 
if I hadn't been on the plastic pitch, probably a bit more confident. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not a betting man. I don't know. You need a better um, performance than last Friday. I watched she's against Cove. Not taking yeah. anything away from Cove. I thought they were very well organised, but I thought Dundee were very poor. Rianne, how are you feeling ahead of it? Um, not as, the last six weeks have been very um, up and down for Queen's Park. We've not played to our best, we've not played as well as we could have. So I'm going with not very many expectations. I'm a surprise we're still sort of in this position where we've got a chance to win. So the fact that we do still have a chance to win, hopefully we'll go for it, do our best, and the boys can be proud of themselves at the end. Yeah, it's a strange game because when it is a sort of title shootout like this, or teams are going into the, the final league weekend of the season and can win the title, you'd maybe expect both teams to be in quite good form because they're at the top end of the table. But we mentioned it earlier on that both teams have been have been struggling to, to put a run of wins together. If either of them had over that period of time, they'd probably be home and hosed already. I think Rehan and Ewan has just summed it up perfectly and that's the way both teams will probably be feeling pretty pessimistic because of what's went on in recent weeks you're right Andrew usually this time of the season you've got one game to go you're going into it you're, you're brimming full of confidence because you're almost there but both teams have been poor in recent weeks I would say probably if you're Queen's Park your own coil you'd maybe think you know a wee bit of the underdog Feeling about it And you're still in there With a fighting chance Against a, An established Probably Premiership Outfit in Dundee um, You probably think Yeah we are We've got the best chance Here maybe Because you'd feel good About yourselves And Dundee Maybe the pressure's on them A wee bit more um, But it'll be an interesting household When those two get home And, and late on Friday night Yeah I don't think We'll be uh, asking Gordon DL For any marriage Counselling advice for you, but uh, Rianne, we spoke well, if to. You do I don't think they'll be together on Saturday. <laughs> Rianne, we we heard from Dom Thomas on the show last night, and he was saying that you know that the squad's ambition was always to to try and get promoted this season. Was there a feeling among supporters that 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 was possible, or is this maybe you know a season been even better than you could have imagined at that point in the campaign? I mean, I think coming into the season, certainly I and sort of people I know would have thought if we can stay in the championship, if we can. Make, put together some good performances if we can win some good games then great the fact that we're in the position where we're in the last game fighting to win promotion is amazing unbelievable really um, yeah I don't think many people would have thought we'd have been in this position on the first game I think if we could I think probably if most fans would have I mean, the fact that we're in the playoffs, even if we don't win promotion tomorrow night, um, I think that would have been a great achievement in itself, just getting to the playoffs. Um, But yeah, I think we've just got to go for it now and hope the boys just do their best. And on the flip side, you and I suppose everything this season has been geared towards Dundee trying to get back in the Premiership. Maybe more of an expectancy from supporters that it should happen. Yeah, Dundee fans are, are a hard crowd to please, and um, you know we're pretty guilty of getting on the players' back sometimes, which is not always ideal. But I mean, on the whole, Gary Boyers had the team really well organised, and you know we've um, we've had I think something like twelve draws this season. If you, you know you turn a few of those draws into wins, we wouldn't be sitting on sixty points. You know, there's quite a few games where we probably should have won and we haven't, and we were doing really well up to Christmas. 
um, and had a couple of injuries. And then we kind of went off the boil into the new year and we've just slowly started putting a wee run together. I think we're undefeated in seven. But again, there's been a few draws in there. Um, but, you know, you can't knock what he's done. And he's, he's decided that a couple of players don't fit with what he um, with what he's trying to do. And he's been pretty ruthless in putting them out the door. Um, so, you know, give him time. And I'm, I'm quite pleased with, you know, how he's kind of got us shaped up. Yeah, you do wonder what is behind those runs that Queen's Park and Dundee are on at the moment, struggling to, to get three points in games. You wonder whether it's potentially a, a pressure thing with the, the end of the season getting ever closer. Go yeah, <clears throat> being the position before, it does. It becomes a bit of pressure. You know that your full season is depending on a few games. Um, you start to get a little bit anxious. Then, obviously, teams round about you are fighting for their lives. As I mentioned, I watched Dundee v Cove and Friday Cove fighting for a life down at the bottom as well so yeah you've uh, it's, it's the hardest thing in any sport is you know you see the winning post it's getting over that line and tomorrow night one of those teams will achieve that but um, I wish both of them all the very best yeah well thank you to you and Andrea sorry but you and you want to say something there well, well I was just going to say in 2014 the difference was um, you know we had Peter McDonald we had BT we had Christian Nadi, and we just don't have that this season you know, penalty box strikers, and that's the difference. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to agree with that because when Wraith won it, they had prolific goal scorer. Um, <laughs> I knew he was going to turn that to him there. What, what won it twice, uh, 35 34, oh. respectively. And, and I totally agree. I think that I was going to say 35 34 years ago. Yeah, that probably was. A bit. <laughs> aye. Aye. <laughs> probably was, but I think that'll be a cracker. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to sit and watch it tomorrow night, enjoy the game. Yeah, well, thank you to you and Rihanna. I hope the two of you are still uh, still on good terms come Saturday morning. Enjoy the game. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange one that is in uh, uh, Oakleview, of course. Queen's Park have been redeveloping Lesser Hamden. Scotland, of course, training there now, using that as their training base. It is looking good at the moment. I, I wonder whether part of you know Queen's Park not moving there is the fact that the season had been going well. They maybe didn't want to to change too many things since they were up the top of the table it's maybe not fully ready yet yeah. either but a game at, at Oakleview there will be I think around a, a thousand tickets away fans Dundee are managing to get there after a, a bit of a discussion between themselves and the what SPFL What can I hold Andrew? What can Oakleview? It's a long time since I've been there That's a good question because there is standing room as well There's around the edge Standing so. in three sides one small stand so listen the top attendance wouldn't be a lot but nothing against Stenhouse Muir they obviously I wouldn't know 3,746 apparently Yeah, good guess guess. They've gave up their stadium um, And Queen's Park Thought that was the best Place to go um, Which has served them well uh, This season Because they are And we have a chance Of getting promoted But you would have liked To have seen it At a stadium That could have held You think the amount Of Dundee fans There's Ewan saying He was queuing for five In the morning for his ticket The amount of Dundee fans That would have You know listening when he said that, no, yeah, you're, not, you're not listening. No, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm still on the line. Uh, he was queuing for five in the morning. Yeah, it uh, literally just says it a couple uh, of minutes I, ago. I, yeah. I apologise. I, I wasn't listening. He's probably not listening to me. I've got a couple for uh, the teaser, but right, okay, let's can let's I, do that. Actually, I, I'll, I'll update on the game between Celtic and Rangers and SWPL one so far because there has been a couple of big moments when we were talking to Ewan and Rianne Celtic actually had the ball in the back of the net Caitlin Hayes with a header however um, it was from a corner there was a foul 
that was um, judged to have been a foul in that and I'd, I'd, the goal I'd, was not counted what did you make of it's it? it's the softest foul you'll ever see I don't think the goalkeeper's anywhere near strong enough mm. the, the Celtic player just stands side by side just uses her body uh, fractionally the goalkeeper can't do anything about it and it gets nodded in the net I think that was incredibly harsh Blatant foul I thought the referee think, called oh, that correctly I chance. thought the, the goalkeeper impeded so good refereeing Goal, he's got to be strong Command the box So yeah, you know no, Get in front no, of the player Not when you're getting fouled Mark yeah, But right. uh, she didn't have her arms up She just stood The Celtic player just stood So She didn't ridiculous. want to give away a penalty Ridiculous decision Yeah I'm seeing a good bit of debate About that on Twitter Rangers then went up the other end And forced a save from Pamela Tahanar The ball was dropping in Looked to be dropping in at the back post But she managed to claw that one away So still nil nil. 37 minutes into that game We'll let you know If there are any updates Before we are finished But let's uh, make some progress on this full-time teaser right? Can you name the last eight players to finish the season As top scorer in the Scottish Championship So you have Liam Boyce Who was the top, score, uh, top scorer for Hearts The 2020-21 season And Lauren Shanklin did it twice For Dundee United and Air United So you have six more to get I'll, I'll give you two certainties If these are not in the list I'll wash both your cars right Okay Must be Stephen Doby Queen of South Correct Right, And, and the he- next one Right, this is my one. I'm sure Hibs. Uh, was Jason Cummings with Hibs? Yes, you can keep <laughs> keep your chamois away. Yeah. That's fine. That's all right. Ooh. I'll have to get uh. someone else to clean my car, unfortunately. So, Mark, have you got a guess for us? Jordan White. Jordan White. No, we'll get the rest <sighs> after this break. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordy L and Mark Wilson alongside me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard still 0-0 between Celtic and Rangers in the SWPL1 league clash tonight uh, another save from Celtic goalkeeper Pamela Tahanar there um, McLaughlin with a shot from the edge of the box Just had to palm that one away So still nil-nil Around three minutes to go Until half-time in that game But there is some progress to be made On this full-time teaser Can you name the last eight players To finish the season As top scorer in the Scottish Championship So, so far You have Liam Boyce Lauren mm. Shanklin Stephen Toby, Jason Cummings And you have four more to get I've got another two Okay Right Stevie May at Hamilton On loan from St Johnston that was uh, that was a, a frightening amount of detail from you, almost as if you were reading that off or something. But yeah, my bit of paper that I wrote down. It's all about <laughs> it's okay. okay. It's all about now. Okay, and Wycorn for Rangers. Wycorn for Rangers, 2015-16 yeah. season. You know what? You've only got two more to get, so we'll leave it there and we'll pick it up at the end of the show but can you name the last eight players to finish the season as the top scorer in the Scottish Championship of course ahead of a huge night I've got of them. Championship action tomorrow you've got me confident 100% oh, okay. Championships has league yeah. knows a lot about it yeah and there's my okay. phone before anybody yeah I mean you were sitting on it throughout the whole break there so. I wasn't my phone's been sitting there <laughs> he doesn't realise that we know that you can actually look at things and write yeah, it down uh-huh. in your piece of paper yeah for, for referring back to later That's what I don't like about this show I don't get any credit I, I think I'll it's give jelly. you the credit I We're think part it's of the same team 
I, I think you should I, be a bit jealous I, I, I would up. challenge him and say We'd look at his search history On his phone But we don't want to be doing that So <laughs> oh, let's uh, oh, Let's no, quickly move on certainly don't want to be doing that no, um, There was um, So big news today Coming out of Hibs They've appointed A director of football Brian McDermott A name that A few people may be familiar with He was manager at, at Reading Led them to the English Premier League As well actually He's also spent five years As Arsenal's International senior scout He was chief scout at Reading He was actually Supported Celtic's recruitment team As well through some video scouting as well so he has been appointed as their new director of football after an extensive search the club say what do you make of that appointment um you wonder if it's a poison chalice uh, hubs just now anybody that seems to come in seems to be <laughs> under pressure straight away um but oh, listen things haven't been right behind the scenes and upstairs at hubs for a long time now so they need a bit of stability lee johnson needs a bit of help um i take it he had a I say uh, and what was happening I, I take it wasn't it just is, is that the way it works though is it, is, doesn't, it, does it not tend it to be that the director of football is kind of the, the person you have in be. place yeah. and it's more the, the manager that is they have a say on the manager not only Johnson's history and being involved down south I take it their paths would have crossed at some point mm. and non Lee Johnson's dad then uh, the, I take it they would have I don't know if he gets the final say but he would have been consulted I'm pretty sure on a um I like the, f- the thought of a director of football, but only if you've got a good working relationship. So that probably still has to be established. But positive move. They've done it at a time where, you know, the season's petering out. They're in the top six. They know they're probably what their budget's going to be. There or thereabouts for next season. So it's got a lot of work to do. I think that could be a good move. I think he's a good football man. He's been in management. He knows the pressures of management. Um, he's very experienced. He knows, obviously, the English scene as well. So I think that could be a real good move from Hibs. I think there was a bit of debate earlier on today I saw on Twitter amongst Hibs supporters about Brian McDermott not knowing Scottish football. Do you think that matters at all? Don't think it matters. His experience that you've just rhymed off there about where he's been connected in terms of scouting, um, I think that's what matters. Now, you only have to look at the team that's ran away with the league um, and where their recruitment has came from. No, didn't need to know Ange Postacoglu didn't need to know an awful lot about the Scottish game to get recruitment right it wasn't like when Gordon Strachan came in and he cleared out like a, a whole host of the, the Seville team and brought in a young Scottish group of players um, because that's a market he kind of knew and the scouts knew um, if, if there's knowledge of further afield then that will be utilised at Hibs but it has to be right because a lot of the transfers that's came through the door at Hibs in recent years have come in one door and went out the other uh, and it's it's not been quite right so it's a big job a big role to take on a club that the fans certainly expect much better um, look, they, I've seen their season pairing out they've still got a realistic chance at, at European football so they need to get that over the line and that will affect their budget for next season but it's I think it's a, a good mix <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he's, laughing he's laughing at, he's at, laughing you at your phone are, are you checking that or you just got a kid on that wasn't yours I'm sure that's not someone texting you some <laughs> no, answers for no, the full time teaser over there he's, he's looking over See, here I'm, I'm trying to do a serious job yeah. come I'm, on, trying come to, on. I'm trying to and your phone's are gonna my phone my phone's in silent mate I was listening to every word you were saying and I'm, I'm like you in the caller earlier on where you weren't listening to anything he was yeah, saying yeah to be fair I didn't listen to what he was saying as well but uh, you're talking about does he know the Scottish scene it doesn't really matter he'll, he'll know the football scene and um, clubs like Hibs like to look down south as well he knows that Lee Johnson's a manager he came up didn't really know the Scottish scene as well um, he played there 
Yeah, no, he but did. he's he's been away for a long time, Mark, and you've got to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah, you did he play for here. Gordon? Who did he play for? Uh-huh. Up here, yeah. Hibs. <laughs> nope. No, he didn't. Did <laughs> no. He <laughs> 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 side of the city. Yep. He played with Hearts, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah and your big rivals <laughs> as well, Kelly. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you even said who did he, he's managed up here. Oh, that's, um, that's exactly but, what you thought I said. But he's been away from a long time, away from the Scottish scene. So um, it'll be a big season next year for Hibs. I think it's a good appointment. Time will only tell. It'll be judged on his um, his signing. At least he'll go to the games as director of football. That's that's crucial. You only uh, when, when, I certainly when did get someone that used to spend no, their Saturday just, afternoons here instead of. Yes, you've got to be in touch with the team role. on the on the pitch. My my, I didn't want to put this guy under pressure, so my work was done Monday to Friday. <laughs> And, and I gave cafe. I gave him the, the remember cafe. those days the cafe. <laughs> we had some great chats in that cafe, uh, didn't we? Just thought was it like no, the, the apprentice at the end of the apprentice with a losing team goes and sits goes at a really terrible cafe. cafe. <laughs> I can just that? imagine that was your your team meetings every, every single week, week just uh, sitting in there. The good. wee polystyrene cups and money said to go. And yeah. It was it, it was it, me. It was it was good. It was good times, but um, the days have gone. In terms of Hibs There had been a lot of Trying to get back to a serious <laughs> conversation here there had been a, a, days are gone <laughs> <laughs> glory days Of Andre Football Club Surely Andre fans are happy That those days are gone uh, There's been a bit of criticism Before with Hibs In terms of the recruitment Ian Gordon The son of the late Ron Gordon He You know was in as part of the recruitment team. There was a lot of Hibs fans that were questioning, you know, his involvement and, and stuff like that. The fact that they've now got Brian McDermott in, who has that experience, you know, talking about the fact that he's been an international senior scout for Arsenal. He's he's done some stuff for Celtic as well. Yeah, that that should give them confidence heading into this transfer window. Well, well, like I said before, behind the scenes, the Hibs fans, were, I don't think, were ever convinced that what was going on. You obviously hear whispers. Um, that things weren't quite running smoothly. To put it kindly, um, so a man uh, has experience and has knowledge with his connections is what matters in that role. And I don't think it matters about the Scottish game or he's not plugged into the the Scottish youth system here because Hibs will have scouts who will report to him and probably sit in his desk in day one. There you go. There's what we've got in Scotland. What he brings is a wealth of knowledge of elsewhere and connections and. A club the size of Hibs With the stadium they've got And the training ground Can certainly attract Good players So about the contacts And getting those players And and knowing where the players are To bring up with the club And he's got that Is this a good time for him to come in as well? There's five games left of the season It maybe gives him time to Assess the squad And what they need Going into that summer window Oh yeah And there's a lot of work to be done uh, Over the five weeks you're right there they'll assess the full playing squad they'll assess exactly what they need it gives them time it gives them an opportunity it gets that togetherness with the, the manager and himself working um, going forward trying to get the best players available for him so as I said earlier I think with the experience and you've rhymed it off there the jobs that he's been involved in I think it'll be a good fit for Hibs Just reading there there's some news on Twitter this is from sources in Turkey saying Sources. that they feel that or they, they believe that Ryan Kent has potentially agreed a deal with Fenerbahce as I say it is reports in Turkey that are coming out at the moment so it remains to be seen whether that is true or not there's certainly a, a sort of significant Twitter account that, from Turkey that's reporting that would that be a, a surprise to you is no. sort of just expecting something to be announced in the coming weeks not at all well you would because you know time's ticking down and Michael Beale made it apparent 
he he played his cards first and says that no, he wouldn't see a, another deal coming. And I always thought with Ryan Kent, it was going to be something abroad that he would go for. I couldn't see him going down south again. Um, and I thought his European form would alert you know teams in the continent that he could do it in that stage, and that's why I, th- I thought one of these clubs would come in for him. Um, and I think that will break pretty pretty shortly that he has confirmed. A deal there Don't think it's any surprise To any Rangers fan out there At this moment in time Yeah Michael Beale will speak tomorrow We'll hear more mm. from him But he, he did really confirm Last weekend Didn't explicitly say it But it, it looks as if Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos Will be leaving at the end of the season It's very late to be getting Into this discussion But in terms of the, the job To replace them Will be big Even if their, their recent form Hasn't been up to What the Rangers fans would want Yeah and you'd imagine That the manager's already Been working that He's got targets there um, You know he should be in the front foot because he knew that the two players weren't going to commit to Rangers and uh, I wonder if they'll play again this season I don't think they will Well that will be one I'm sure for tomorrow night there'll be plenty of calls on that if it turns out to be true we do have work to do on this teaser can you name the last eight players to be the championship top scorer you have Liam Boyce Lawrence Shanklin Stephen Dobie Jason Cummings Martin Waghorn and Stevie May two more to go I'm going to Michael go McKenna. Michael McKenna. That's at our last season. You you said you were confident you had both of them, Gordon. Go on then. Go on. Give you, us the last one, were... the big one, the yeah. tunes on. This is where you like. Yeah. Here we go. Pressure's on. You said you, you said you had them. Did he play with Falkirk? Or Dundee? He played with yeah, both. He did. Oh, he's got this. Has Roy, he? How's he got this? Roy is it Roy Loy? <laughs> How do you pronounce that? Rory Loy. Rory Loy. Rory Loy. Goodness me. Is it Rory Loy? You'll have read that on his Wikipedia page and got it completely wrong. But yes, you have all the answers. Rory Loy in the 2013-14 season. Rory Loy is the answer. But that is all for tonight. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for your tweets as well. We'll be back tomorrow night. Hugh Kevens and Kenny Miller in the studio. It's Callum Gallagher that's up next.